Welcome in once again to the Talking Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I am Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television, which is on WVUA Friday nights at 630 in Tuscaloosa. Joined, as always, by the longtime senior analyst at BamaOnline.com. That would be Travis Ryer. Talking Alabama, Texas A&M this week for you here on Talking Tide. Our Twitter feed, Talking underscore Tide. Get us on all the apps as well. We've got a new YouTube channel you can subscribe to. Get on YouTube and check us out. And also, beginning tonight, a Facebook Live feed. So uh, we're going to be uh, – we're just all over the place now. We're Talking Tide, Travis. Mass communicate. Mass communicate. <laughs> As yeah, you say. got us. You got us literally worldwide, good bread. You know, you're you're Hollywood good bread at this point. One, uh, a couple more trees to knock down in that platforms. realm, but yeah, platforms. Yeah. Couple, uh, couple at a time. We're knocking them down. Absolutely. Talking Tide podcast. Uh, Want to thank our sponsors really quickly. Peter Brook, Chocolatier of Tuscaloosa, also North River Dental Associates. And finally, DraftKings. We'll be telling you a little bit more about them later in the program. Travis, we break down Alabama, Texas A&M. The Crimson Tide comes in 5-0 and on the season, on the road, going to College Station. Kyle Field, not an easy place to play, especially at night, 7 p.m. Central Time kickoff. CBS will be uh, your broadcast. and. Uh, Tough place to play for sure. I'm not going to say it's a tougher place to play than than Florida, because uh, because Florida's mighty tough too. But but that environment down there can can get hostile for sure. Uh, I was down there. I want to say it was, gosh, was it uh, 2011? Maybe when uh, AJ McCarron had that had that big battle with Johnny Manziel. Thirteen, and, and, yeah, 13. 2013, Thank you. 49, 42. Yeah. There you go. I always need you to correct me, Travis, because my mind just kind of gets fuzzy. The the more years we get past my days covering and the feed. I'm older I, than you, good bread. I mean, come on, uh, man. By, by a whisker. Uh-huh. By a whisker. A uh-huh. gray one at that. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on this road trip for Alabama heading into Tus- uh, Texas, Texas A&M? Yeah, it was a game that a month and a half ago, no one would have thought about labeling a potential trap game between – Ole Miss and Mississippi State, but given that Mississippi State went into College Station the last Saturday night and took care of the Aggies, maybe that's kind of where we're at. It's been a disappointing start, no doubt about it, to the season. There's reasons for it from the A&M perspective. When you talk about the injury to Haynes King in week two, having to transition to Zach Calzada it hasn't been easy. Offensively, this team has just not lived up to the expectations. The offensive line, I might argue, is a bigger issue for AM right now with two true freshman starters, one at center, no less, than even the quarterback situation. So they haven't been able to really maximize Jalen Weidermeyer and Anias Smith and even Isaiah Spiller and Devon Achain at the running back positions because the turnover has been real for them up front and it's kind of impacted every level of their, not only offense, but you start to wonder at this point, right? Does it seep into the consciousness of a potentially dominant defense? What, what What's their breaking point in all this, Chase? Yeah, the defense coming into the season, I, I was high on. I was high on Texas A&M as a whole, frankly. I felt like coming into the season, A&M was going to give Alabama their biggest challenge in the division. 
has not worked out that way thus far. Probably won't work out that way at all. Like you said, quarterback problems probably chief among uh, the issues. You said offensive line, too. That certainly uh, is a problem for Jimbo Fisher as well. Quick look at the Texas A&M schedule. Uh, blowout wins over Kent State in, and New Mexico in non-conference play. Nipped Colorado 10-7 in week two. I think that was probably the first sign that something was amiss uh, with that Aggies offense. Uh, and then they get into SEC play, uh, and they've dropped their first two. They lose to Arkansas 20-10, to so another low-scoring output against the Razorbacks. Ten points against Colorado, just ten against Arkansas. And then they drop one to Mississippi State, 26-22. Mississippi State isn't much on defense. Uh, so, yeah, the off, the defense is going to have to carry this offense around on its back this season, and it is going to be a tall order for Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, it is. And, again, defensively, they have been good. You look at points per game, things like that, uh, A&M about where you would expect in the SEC standings. But they've also given up 170 or more rushing yards in three games this year. Kent State ran for over 200 yards against Texas A&M in the season opener. So that's been a little bit of a surprise given the experience level and the number of returnees that this team welcomed back on the defensive side of the ball. You've still got DeMarvin Leal, a guy you're going to have to account for on that A&M defensive line Saturday night if you're Alabama. Michael Clemens is a super senior, kind of like the guy he might be going against in some situations on Saturday night, and Chris Owens. So really, when you look across the board defensively, uh, A&M, a, a veteran team, the safety positions, uh, Leon O'Neal, uh, you know, those guys back there are, you know, two, three, four-year starters at this point. So I think on the outsides where we saw Alabama really take A&M to task last year with Mac Jones, John Mechie had a huge day in that win over the Aggies in Tuscaloosa. It'll be interesting to see a Bryce Young in this offense for Alabama, an area where they maybe haven't been as proficient. Chase is that deep passing game. Can they take advantage of these A&M corners? Yeah, the safeties definitely are strong for A&M. There's no doubt about that. I think it's a defense that's strong up the middle on the whole, which is what you want, which is where you want to be strong between the hashes, uh, between the numbers. DeMarvin Leal, as you mentioned, I think he's already got a half a dozen sacks, so he's on his way to a, a big season uh, for the Aggies. You wonder if Alabama is going to make some good money on the perimeter in this game. Uh, we shall see. Uh, but uh, yeah, defensively. Texas A&M is a good football team. You wonder, though, if Alabama is able to get a bunch of three and outs defensively on, on this uh, shorthanded Texas A&M offense, it's going to put that Aggies defense on the field a lot. And by the second half, you start seeing some fatigue, particularly if Alabama decides they want to stick with that running game like we saw with Brian Robinson last week. That wears a defense down even more. It does, and you can still be explosive from 12 personnel because you can max protect and do things like that to help your quarterback and give him more time, and you know perhaps that's something that we'll see. But also tight ends for both teams. Jalil Billingsley looks like he's rounding into form at just the right time. Had a big game last week. Uh, against Ole Miss and, you know, had a big game against Southern Miss in the last couple of three weeks. So you consider Jalen Weidermeyer for A&M. 
I think even more so than Billingsley for Alabama, Chase, I think Weidermeyer's a must Saturday night, especially when you're dealing with your second quarterback and you need to get him going. Zach Calzada does not exude confidence right now when you watch A&M. So if you can get Weidermeyer some touches early, maybe even get the backs involved a little bit, Anaya Smith in some different ways, maybe then you get enough out of Calzada to have a chance in the game Saturday night. Without that, you know, I think Alabama defensively could continue to build on that performance against Ole Miss, and it may not take 20 for Alabama to win this game. Isaiah Spiller, a guy at Texas A&M, is going to get, want to get going for sure. He's kind of been, been the lead horse. It's really a one-two punch in that backfield uh, for Texas A&M. But Spiller, I think, is the most talented of the two. Uh, that'll be a focus, I think, for A&M to try to get some sticks moving with Spiller in that running game, keep Alabama's offense off the field uh, as much as they can. Got to turn to another injury for Alabama in this edition of Talking Tide 2, Travis, and that's Drew Sanders, who, of course, uh, looks like he's going to be out for the Texas A&M game, maybe out longer than that. He's got a hand injury. Nick Saban kind of noncommittal on exactly how long it'll be before Sanders returns. But this is a position, Travis, where Alabama was already down to their two-man. Sanders was playing for Christopher Allen, who went out in the Miami game. They lose Sanders at the very least, I think, for this game now. Uh, Chris Braswell, da- Dallas Turner, they're getting da- big-time recruits, to be sure. Uh, but experience-wise, they're, they're getting down to the bottom of the, of the list here at that position. Yeah, they keep rolling five stars out there, which is the good news when you talk about guys like Sanders and Turner and Braswell. But it will be interesting to see how they go about dealing with that latest injury with Sanders. And I'm guessing it'll probably be a combination. I think we're going to see both Dallas Turner and also Chris Braswell. Maybe you see Dallas Turner more on early downs. He's 6'4", 245 or so. Very impressive looking guy for a young player. Uh, and then Braswell, we saw even in the spring on A-Day, you know, that first step, that get off and how he can impact things, especially from the dime rabbits, even maybe some out of the nickel um, more so this week than what we've seen from him in the previous four or five games this season. So, yeah, I think it's going to be probably a combined effort between uh, Turner and Braswell. But you're right. Two of your top three outside linebackers are now out. But the one guy you have, Will Anderson, he can make a lot of things right. He can do it getting after that quarterback. There's no question about it. Will Anderson having a a super year for the Crimson Tide. It's been dinged up a little bit this year, but he's played through it. He's played through it effectively. I think like we mentioned in the last week or two, it's going to be important for him to get right down the stretch as opposed to picking up more dings. You know, sometimes you see these guys pick up three, four minor injuries during the year that they play through. And then in November and December, they're just not the same player that they were in September. If you're Nick Saban and and this Alabama training staff, Jeff Allen, you want to get Will Anderson right. No doubt about it. And look, we talk about A&M playing with a true freshman at center again this week. Well, true freshman at right tackle also for the Aggies. So maybe a little bit of a wash when you consider the outside linebacker injury the latest one anyway for Alabama and the situation right now for A&M 
at that right tackle spot. And, you know, Kenyon Green is a guy that they had hoped or thought might be an answer at tackle uh, for this offensive line of A&M, but didn't really work out that way. He's gone back inside now. Uh, he was at guard against State last week. He's an All-American at that position, and I think it's pretty safe to say he's much more comfortable and much more natural at the interior spot than probably at tackle. Going to be a little bit of a different look at the running back position this week for Alabama as well, Chuck. Travis, of course, Jace McClellan, the outstanding backup to Brian Robinson, out for the season. He's going to have surgery. Uh, looks like Roydell Williams is probably the next man up. We saw uh, a good bit of Roydell Williams here in non-conference play this season, not so much from him uh, in SEC games. So uh, really a, a more or less an SEC debut, at least in terms of having a significant role for Roydell Williams, unless they decide to give it to Robinson 30 times again. Uh, who knows, right? Could be. You know, I think there are probably going to be certain situations where they feel like as a staff, B-Rod has to be on the field. And that may not be as much when they plan to run it as when they plan to throw it. Because between his ability as a receiver and even more importantly, as a pass protector, as we've talked about so many times here on the podcast, I don't think they're going to want to leave Bryce Young out there without that guy. You know, that's where McClellan's absence is probably going to be felt as much as anything else. We just haven't really seen Roydell Williams do it a lot as a receiver. We saw him back in the spring uh, in the A-Day game, pretty pretty efficient as a receiver. So that's, a, that's something you can sort of harken back to. But, um, you know, this is a series in which Alabama has posted at least one rushing touchdown in every meeting since A&M joined the SEC. So they're looking to extend that streak on Saturday night. And it won't be easy because, as we talked about, this front seven for A&M is pretty stout. Vegas man this week, Travis, he likes Alabama by 17 and that rusty hook. Mm. Uh, it's buy all, it. always yeah. buy it. Yeah. Get it out of there. Yeah. Just just buy it off. Yeah. Tetanus, 17 and a half shot. tough Tetanus number. shot can't fix that hook, <laughs> that rusty hook. No, there's no doubt about that. You know, and I think that's probably about what I would think in terms of a potential margin of victory for Alabama in this game. So, buyer beware, right? Buyer beware for sure. Uh, games like this, what you so often see is uh, the the favorite covering well into the second half. All of a sudden, they start trying to shorten the game at the end, you know, running the ball, playing backups, et cetera. And then that underdog, especially that home and dog. The man, the man knows these this this history, too, of Alabama out there. 41-23, the last time it went out there, 18-point margin. A couple of times before that, what was it? 47-28, 19-point margin. Right. He knows all. He knows all the man. Now, look, 2017, it was kind of that ugly 27-19 game. Right. Uh, so, it hasn't always been three touchdowns or more for Alabama out in College Station. Hadn't always been for sure. Uh, but uh, that backdoor cover, Travis, when you when you lay mm -hmm. 17 and a half, you always got to watch out for that backdoor cover. It, it could be... 
you know, 34-10 with two minutes to go, and then bang, it's 34-17, and we're kneeling on the ball, and that underdog, that that rusty hook will get you. And it happens with such force that the wind from the back door cover just slams that back door shut. You know what I mean? It just slams that back door shut and you can't jimmy it open. You yeah. can't get it back open against once that back once that back door slams, good bread, it's good night. It's over. It's it slams hard, no doubt about it. The over under for this game, fifty one. Uh it, despite Texas A and M struggles on offense. I tend to lean on the overside of 51, Travis. How about I, prob- it? I probably like that more than I like uh, going 17 and a half, taking them or laying them. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I would probably lean with you there. All right. The Talking Tide podcast at Podbean, excuse me, on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Always a slip, Travis. So many peas. So many always, peas. Always a slip. No doubt about it. Uh, uh, a little bit of a throwback promo there for sure. <laughs> Glad to have you with us. Going to thank a couple of sponsors here, starting with North River Dental Associates, a charter sponsor of the Talking Tide podcast. Dr. Jack Smalley and his outstanding staff of dental hygienists will get you taken care of for all of your dental needs, all of your families dental needs. Whatever you might need, they can take care of it. They've got the teeth whitening services. You need dentures, endodontic care. They can do all of that. Conveniently located at 1100 Fairfax Park, right off of Watermelon Road. Routine cleanings, you're going to be in and out of there in less than an hour. They're great with dealing with the insurance folks. It's just a fantastic all-around experience at North River Dental Associates. The phone number 752 3506 or visit them at northriverdentist.com. It's North River Dental Associates. Love us some Dr. Jack. Also love us some Peterbrook Chocolatier out there in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa. We've told you about the regulation size chocolate footballs that are seasonal at Peterbrook Chocolatier. You can find them right now. They're going to be inflated with that there. Chocolate-covered popcorn. You can't beat that. Your game day weekends, you want to be the hit at the tailgate. Those Roll Tide Script A chocolate goodies are going to help you do just that. The holiday season is happening. I was at Home Depot the other day. Already got Christmas trees out, good bread. That's what we're talking about here. Go ahead and get those holiday season orders in right now. At Peterbrook Chocolates here, 205 752 0211. And as soon as I get off this thing, I'm going and get me some of those dark chocolate covered pretzels. I keep them in the freezer. Anyway, they're great, but I like them in that freezer. I'm going to, I'm headed there right after this. Elephant tusks, those, those are called, Ooh, right? The elephant tusks work too. You know, those pretzel rods with that caramel and those pecans packed on there and then dipped in that milk, dark, or even good bread's favorite, the white chocolate. They can take care of you there, too. Can't beat it. All right, finally, we're going to tell you about DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Got a great new offer this week. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943. So you're in pretty good shape picking up that $100 if you want to take advantage of that. 
the main thing, you've got to use that promo code. There you see it if you're watching on YouTube, TPPN, the Pigskin Podcast Network acronym. That'll get you taken care of on that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Just get it downloaded. Again, a $1 bet on any NFL game, win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a point, that's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Football League, Travis. And with that, uh, the Talking Tide podcast is going to be moving on, talking about a little other action in the Southeastern Conference. want to remind you again, our Twitter feed is talking underscore Tide. Got a YouTube channel up. Got a Facebook page going now. We're streaming live there as we speak. We're going to link uh, our podcast recordings to that Facebook page Uh beginning tonight and going forward as well. So a lot going on here on the Talking Tide podcast. And Travis, as we look at this schedule, uh, why don't we start with uh, the only ranked versus ranked matchup on the board in the SEC this week. That'll be number 13, Arkansas at number 17, Ole Miss. It's an early kick. Pretty good game for an early kick. 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN. Who do you like? Uh, between the Razorbacks and Rebels, I guess a bit of a revenge game for Ole Miss and Matt Corral, right? It is, and it's another early kickoff for the Arkansas Razorbacks on the road back-to-back. Not an easy couple of games here for Sam Pittman's team after that phenomenal start in the month of September. I'm going with Lane in the rebound. I don't think Alabama will beat Ole Miss twice. We've seen that many times before in the in the past. Teams that go into games against Alabama, maybe anticipating the possibility of an upset. It doesn't go that way. They take a beating both physically and in terms of psyche and turn around the next week, and it doesn't go so well in that next game. I think Ole Miss gets the job done at home. I think Matt Corral has really matured to the point where there won't be six interceptions into the teeth of that eight-man drop from the Arkansas defense this year. But I think the run game, again, for both teams is going to be pivotal because what we're seeing from Ole Miss defensively isn't all that different than what Arkansas does with that zone coverage. So which which of these teams can run the ball most effectively? And both prior to losses last weekend had done it at a high level. Yeah, I like Ole Miss to run it better than Arkansas. I like them to throw it better than Arkansas as well. I definitely agree with you there. I think the Rebels are going to get it done in, uh, like we said, that revenge game. Now, why is that good matchup being played so early? Well, I'll tell you, it's because CBS has got the doubleheader this weekend. They've got Alabama and Texas A&M kicking off at 7 p.m. Central, as we mentioned earlier in the pod. Uh, The midday game on CBS, your 2.30 p.m. kickoff. A big traditional matchup, Travis, maybe a little earlier in the fall than we're used Definitely. to seeing it. Yeah. Uh, Georgia at Auburn, quick correction. That one also a matchup of ranked teams. Georgia comes in ranked number two in the country. Auburn comes in ranked number 18. Big task for Brian Harson offensively, Travis, uh, with this Georgia defense going into Jordan Hare. How about the old Georgia quarterback, Mike Bobo? Coordinator. That yeah. Auburn offense. Entry, like storylines. That, that series gives us all that. Pat Dye, the former Georgia guy coaching at Auburn, 
Uh, Vince Dooley was an Auburn guy coaching at Georgia. Right. So we're going to have a little bit of that on Saturday from the Auburn offensive perspective. You know, it's not Halloween just yet, but you're kind of wondering what will Bo Nix go as this week? Because a couple Saturdays ago, uh, it wasn't great. And then this past weekend and the win over LSU, uh, he looked like Prince Charming for, for Auburn out there or something like that. Maybe he went as John Elway uh, is a better analogy there. So, again, though, Auburn has to be able to run the football to some extent. And that starts typically with Tank Bigsby, although Bigsby wasn't really effective against LSU last Saturday. Nick's did a lot of good things with his legs and his arm. They're going to have to get more out of the traditional run game. That's tough because Georgia's – front seven is is really really good that being said and i understand that georgia has played clemson but knowing what we know about clemson we're kind of still waiting to see this georgia team face a legitimate test i don't even know if this is it the one aspect of it that might get me to think that it could be is that the game is on the road but i think all things considered georgia looks like anyway the much better team going into it I think Bo Nix goes as Jekyll and Hyde, Travis, with a split mask. You know, one side on one half of his face, something else on the other. Yeah, that's that's the way he plays. One week it's awful, the next week he's a hero. The guy, the guy's a competitor. I'll give him that. He he made a play or two last week that would spin anybody's head. Yeah, uh, he he can definitely pull a rabbit out of the hat on occasion. I do not see him pulling this one out though. I like Georgia on the road. I would imagine you do as well. I do. I think that spreads 14, 14 and a half. Um, if forced to make a call on that, I'd probably lay the points with Georgia. And that's understanding. Home dogs, good bread. They have teeth. They're sharp. They're These sharp. road dogs, I think, though. These road bulldogs might have a little more bite this week, though, at Jordan Hare. Going to be fun to watch, and that is going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Be sure to join us this weekend. Travis and I will recap Alabama's road game at Texas A&M. We're going to be doing this weekend's recap on the traditional Sunday night time slot, so check that out and uh, look forward to talking to you again. For Travis Ryer of BamaOnline.com, I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television. And we'll talk to you this weekend here on Talking Tide.